it's so annoying when you're trying to arrange a meeting and you get that back and forth between yourself and somebody else in terms of when they're free. It just takes up so much time and it gets really frustrating and it can take several emails to do. Well, I'm going to show you a tool that lets you schedule a meeting quickly and effectively and save you plenty of time. It's a tool called Calendly and I'm going to show you exactly how to use it. Let's take enhance your primary care and learning. If this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr. Gandalf of EGP Learning, where I work on supporting you with technology-enhanced primary care and learning. And in this episode, I'm going to show you a tool that I've been using for the past few months that just makes the whole process of booking an appointment with somebody easy and takes out the stress. There are various different options you can look at. There's a free one and there's a paid-for option with a lot more functionality. And we're potentially going to be using this within our primary care network to make the whole process of booking appointments between ourselves and other people seamless. Other tools exist, but I really like Calendly and I'm going to show you why. So make sure you subscribe by clicking the bell above and getting notified of all of our content first and foremost. Any questions, feel free to contact me on the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Love it if you could leave a review down below on the comments, either on the YouTube or on this podcasting platforms. And as always, guys, we're here to try and save you and your patient's time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Shall we begin? Hi, GP learners. I'm going to show you how you can use a tool called Calendly to schedule appointments easily and save yourself some time. There are a variety of other tools out there, but I've been using this for the past few months and found it to be the best and most effective one at doing the job. I don't get anything if you sign up to it. I just, I'm a big fan of it, really. Um, and how it works is it basically gives you a link that then lets people book into your calendar without the back and forth of emails of, oh, I'm free on this date, but unfortunately I'm not free. Oh, but then I'm free on this date and so on and so forth. So this will really improve your productivity, particularly if you're in this kind of role like a primary care clinical director or trying to manage other kind of things. Could even use this in your practice. It does require a little bit of admin if you want to use it through teams and stuff, but actually it's a really great tool. I'm going to show you how. To sign up, as usual, you go to the website. It's pretty simple and clean looking and it gives you all the options and stuff. If you're interested in the pricing of the tool itself, so very briefly, you can use it for free. To do so, it links with just one calendar, and that's more than enough for most people, I'd imagine. The main limitation is it only gives you one event type, and we'll cover that in a little bit more detail. I have paid for this because I wanted a little bit more in terms of event types, so I had the choice of how people can book. And if you do so on a monthly basis, it's $10 a month. On a pro level, it's 15 If you, however, you pay for it annually like I did, it takes it down a little bit to $8 a month, which works out about £78 or something like that. Really effective tool, and like I said, we're going to show you how you can use that. But for most people, the basic free option, definitely worthwhile giving it a try to see what it looks like. In terms of how it looks, well, once you've registered, you met with a page that looks similar to this. And as you can see, I've already got a few different events on there. And these are the different ways that people can book in to your calendar. So, for example, I can have people book in for an EGP learning consultation that many of you know that I do. Alternately, I have one for PCN working. and I also have one just for people to book in a phone chat with me. I'm going to take you through the tool itself to show you how it works. And hopefully by doing so, you'll get a good picture of what it looks like. So I'm going to create a new event type. So when you do so, first of all, it asks you what kind of event you want to create, a one-on-one -on -one or a group one. I'll leave the group for now. It's a little bit more complicated. And if you want to get started, just go for one-on-one. -on -one. So you click on create. The first thing it asks you to do is create a name. So let's put a name for meet and greet and a location. Don't really have to add one, but this may be relevant if it's a physical meeting, that kind of stuff that you're trying to arrange. And a description of what the event is. So um, meeting with Dr. Gandalf to discuss 
primary care. And then it asks you to put a name. Um, so I, this automatically defaults to meet and greet because that's the name of the event. Um, and you can also put a color. Useful, obviously, you've got lots of different kind of event types and stuff. And then you click next. So the next section lets you look at how people can book into your events. So you can pick, first of all, the duration of the event. So 15, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, etc., or a custom time frame if you needed to and stick that in there. And then puts a date range as how far forward people can book into your calendar. So this can be scheduled by default over the next 60 days. If you wanted to change this, then simply you click on edit and then you can either put it a period of rolling days or a date range or indefinitely. So if you don't want to have a time frame, I wouldn't really recommend that people tend to forget if you do that. Um, and then simply put the time frame 60 days. I tend to go for about 42 days, which is six weeks because I generally like to only book that much further ahead, whatever you want. You can change the time zone if that's relevant. Don't think that's going to be the case for most people in this situation. And then next you go to the availability. This is the key part. So this is where you get to pick the time frames that you are free. Now you can either do this on a regular basis or you can edit this every couple of weeks if your timetable changes or whatever. And you simply click on the day. For example, if we look at the Monday, I can click on that. Um, am I free at those times? I can change it if I'm not. So I'm generally not because I'm in clinic. So I'm going to delete that. And I'm going to apply that to all Mondays, so I'm never free on a Monday. And I can do similar for the other dates. However, when you are free, you can then select when you want people to be able to book in. So, for example, I'm generally available for PCN work on a Thursday afternoon. So if I change that to 13 to 5, I'm happy to be booked in at those times. And I can apply that to all Thursdays. And as you can see, it changes that. So then people can book into these time slots. I'm not going to make any other changes, but you can see how that works. There are some advanced functions you can add in. So you can put increments of how often the appointments are available. You can also put a maximum number of slots that people can book into. So, for example, if you're having an administrative day and you just want only a few meetings in that section, you can limit them to two or three meetings on that particular area. And this is definitely one I would suggest that you change. It's the minimal scheduling notice. So by default, it's four hours. I don't want to be booked into a meeting with somebody else with only four hours notice. So I tend to change this. And at the very least, I would say have 24 hours. Um, often I make this longer depending on the type of meeting it is. And you can even put buffers in before. So, for example, this is for physical meetings. You can put a buffer in of about 10 minutes before and 20 minutes after and have a half hour meeting. That gives you time to get to the meeting. That gives you time to then get from that meeting to another one if needs be, depending on what kind of thing you're booking in for. But it's useful having a buffer just for prep time or something like that. And then you can make it secret. So if you don't want that visible on your main page, which I'll show you shortly. So let's crack on. Go to the next section. So this is now live and then you can add extra functions from there. So the first thing that lets you do is add invitee questions. So the standard thing is name and email address, which is pretty sensible, really. Um, and then you can add other questions if you want to. So it's got a list of various different types you can do. So one liners, uh, multiple lines, radio buttons, checkboxes and phone number. So clearly, if you're arranging phone meetings, put the phone number part in. So then at least it makes sure that, that person's put their phone number in. So when it comes to the actual meeting, you've got the details to call them straight away. Notifications. So by nature, Calendly lets you have email notifications for these meetings and you can even personalize those. So, for example, if you're looking at having web conference meetings and you wanted to instruct the person how to have those kind of meetings effectively, like in our previous video about how to use Zoom and that kind of thing, you can add in that information into the, the invitation that they get. Also, it can let you know of any prerequisites if you know there's information you'd like them to have, that kind of stuff on a routine basis. 
basically lets you tailor it. Um, and you can have this set up with whichever emailing system you use, whether it's Google, whether it's Office, whether it's Outlook, you know, iCloud. This integrates with all of them. You can have text message reminders. That's one of the higher functions in terms of paid accounts and stuff. And you can even set reminders, which is free. Um, I find this really useful. I do also have a cancellation policy in some of my meetings, depending on which event type it is. And that prevents people from booking and then cancelling last minute and that kind of stuff, just because that can be really frustrating. The final part that you've got is a confirmation page. So this lets people um, be sent to a website or something else that you want that may have further information as to what you may need to do um, or send them to, for example, information about your practice or about your network or some other kind of thing. If you're using this for business or consulting, you could send this to their payment page or that kind of stuff. Or in the final section, you can directly integrate that, but that is a pro feature. This is probably less relevant for GPs and primary care networks and that kind of stuff. But if you're using this for other parts of your business life stuff, why not? Good and simple way of making things more effective. So that's how you create an event. And when you've done that, click on save and your event is now live. But what does it actually look like when you go to an event? Well, let's have a look, shall we? So we've done the meet and greet. I'm going to click on the link that we've got. And this lets you see the various different types that I have said that I am free. And when the person wants to use it effectively you send them the link okay so it's your calendly and then your name and then your event type effectively and then when they click on the available time frames they can see that on thursday the 19th of september according to this time frame i'm free at 30 30 and they can book that appointment alternately next week if we go to 25th a bit more availability as you can see a lot more slots that they can book into they can click for example 11 30 confirm and when they do so and then sent an email with all the details and then this will book into your calendar that you've integrated with it dead easy really effective you can choose to have send them the whole page of all your various different event types if you have paid for the higher account so i've got different types of meetings that people can book into and when it's done it basically turns up on your calendar so mine's integrated with my google calendar and as a result of that it will book in so for example next week i've got a couple of phone meetings and stuff with people they book this through the Calendly link that I've sent them for various different things. The really cool thing about this though, is that it won't show availability when you've already said that you're not free. So for example, I have my days that I'm working at practice and stuff, and as long as you put them down as busy, Calendly will not book into those timeframes, so it doesn't make those available. So for example, um, on the 2nd of October, I had an NC lead meeting. I'm normally free on that kind of time, but actually I've made it so that that's not going to be available on my PCN kind of stuff. So therefore other people can't book into those timeframes and things. It works really, really well. And I find that this has saved me a lot of time because it's prevented that back and forth with people in terms of I'm free at this time, you're free at that time. When can we find a time that's effective and easy? And having to wait for it because it gives that person control because they know when you're free now. There's no ifs or buts. I'm telling them this is when I'm free. You book the slot that's most convenient and effective for yourself. And it just works. As I said, you can even have reminders so to make sure people are aware of things. I've had numerous meetings arranged through this and I've got a few still to come. And I just like it. In terms of using it as a team function, so that is something that you can do. Um, in terms of doing so, you can have multiple person scheduling as part of the higher paid functions. Fortunately, you do have to pay for it. But by doing so, um, you can either have round robbing. So this is effectively when you're trying to arrange for one person in that group that you've got to be available. 
You can have collective scheduling. So this is when you can basically arrange for as many people to be available, the whole group to be available, and it finds a, a time slot based on everybody's calendars when they've signed up. Or you can have groups, which is limiting you know, slots for a particular time frame and that kind of stuff. Definitely worth having a look. And I know that our primary care network leads group is considering using this tool to try and help people and basically make the whole scheduling process a lot easier. I think if you're going to use this in primary care networks, it's worthwhile having an admin team to do this particular function. It would make the whole thing easier, but definitely worthwhile considering. I hope you guys have found this really useful and effectively. I really like this tool if you haven't kind of figured that out already. And I think it does make life a lot easier, definitely for me, but also for other people. And in terms of using it, it has, like I said, saved me so much time when it's come to organizing meetings. Now, when people say I need to have a chat with you and stuff, I simply send them the link and it's done. Some people may say that's a little bit impersonal. Well, actually, it's justifying my time and also it's saving them time because there's less of this back and forth, as I said. So definitely recommend giving it a try. I hope you guys have found this tool really useful and effectively. As I said, I'd recommend you sign up to it. I get absolutely nothing if you do so. If you want, I'll put the links down below as well as some links to some other videos as well that show you how to use the group function in a little bit more detail. Love to hear your comments about this, whether you think this is a useful tool for yourself or whether in your network this is something you may consider using or in your business outside of primary care and all that kind of stuff. What would you think? Would you consider using it? Answer the question in the comments if you can or tweet me on at drgandalf52 or at EGP Learning. Also on Facebook, you guys know where I am, all the various different social media platforms. I'd love it if you ring the bell to make sure you're notified of all of our content first and foremost. So subscribe to the platform. Really hope you find it's useful. And as always, guys, I'm here to try and help save you and your patients' time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode.